For those of you out there, they're saying, well, signs have been happening for hundreds of years. Yes, they have. The Bible tells us that these things are like birth pains. The closer it gets, the more intense those contractions get. And we are seeing a dramatic acceleration of all of this stuff happening. And what did it say in this passage? It said, when you see these things happen, it says, look up. For the kingdom of God is near, your redemption draweth near. Hello, everyone, once again, and welcome to episode number 88 of the podcast of Audacious Faith. Hey, I have a question for you today, and that is, what is the big deal about Israel? We're hearing so much about it in the news with the attack and everything that happened, and there are mixed opinions on every side. In fact, some would be very pro-Israel, and others would be like, why does Israel get all the preferential treatment? even though what happened, of course, was absolutely terrible. But they, they point to other things like territory and oppression and, and, and different things that have been mentioned. And so you hear about things on both sides. And I will tell you that the big deal about Israel is because of the fact that God in Scripture has said that Israel is a big deal. He always has from the very, very beginning. And if you take the God factor out of it, if you take uh, the Bible out of it, that I can understand why there's confusion. But when we understand that God has, from the very beginning, established his promises, and despite anything Israel has or has not done, that God is faithful to his promises, even when people are not, we have to understand what's going on in the light of Scripture. Now, I was saying that what's happening here goes into the narrative of the end times, the end times narrative of many of the events that Scripture tells us will be taking place. And then I got a response from someone very close to me that actually said, hey, you know what? There's been signs for hundreds of years. And although that is true, that is true, we have to understand this. When it comes to things that are in particular with the nation of Israel itself, that's yeah, a game changer. That totally changes things, and um, it's something that we see with the events of the last few years coming together that really bring this into light. Now, what I'm going to try to attempt to do today in this episode in the very short time that we have, because I know attention spans are limited, so I want to take a look at a passage that talks about what's going to be happening coming up with the nation of Israel in the future and see that a lot of that quite possibly is right now. So I'm going to go to Luke chapter 21, and I'm going to start at verse 20. So if you have a Bible, if you want to look it up, follow along with me. It says, this is Jesus talking. He says, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, all right, that's the first thing we got to take a look at. Just this morning, I was looking and I was seeing that now Israel is not just facing uh, an attack on one front, but now they're facing a two-front attack. And in fact, Here's the crazy thing about it is that the headline of the article said somewhat surrounded. Very interesting, right? When you look at it in light of this passage, Jesus said that there's going to be a time in the future where Jerusalem is going to be surrounded by armies. And we're starting to see, we don't know what's going to happen here in the next few weeks, the next few months, different stuff. We don't know who may or may not join the conflict or any of this stuff that's going on right now. He says, Jesus says, when you see this, then you will know 
that the time of its destruction has arrived. All right? Now, some would say that this happened in the past when the fall of Jerusalem and all that, and that is true. Okay? But there's, in prophecy, there's different levels, there's different times. All right? And there's also now an end time when some of this is going to happen, and we're starting to see it again. Israel, of course, it comes back and declares its independence in 1973. Remember that date, all right? Because that is very, that's in our lifetime, and that's going to come into play in just a couple of minutes here. All right, he says, Then those that in Judea must flee to the hills. Those in Jerusalem must get out. Those out in the country should not return to the city. Now, that makes sense on a lot of what we're seeing today, right? With the bombings and the horrible attacks and everything that was happening. For those will be days of God's vengeance and the prophetic words of the scripture will be fulfilled. How terrible it would be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. What do we just see, by the way? Attacks on mothers and children. All right. There will be disaster in the land, great anger against this people, it says. They will be killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world. Now, that happened in the past, and they went to many places around the world. And then, of course, in 1973, uh, a lot of them came back. Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the period of Gentiles comes to an end. Now, what is that? Now, in light of that, now, here's something very interesting. In verse 25 of Luke 21, it says, There will be strange signs in the the sun, moon, and the stars, and here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and the strange tides. Now, what do we hear so much about today? The fear of the climate and climate change and all of this. Just two days ago in the news, very interesting, uh, one of the newscasters asked a White House press secretary, not during the press briefing, said, are you still saying in the midst of everything that's going on right now that one of the greatest dangers, existential threats is climate change? Because it seemed like a ridiculous question to her looking at what would just happen with thousands of people slaughtered and, and the war that was taking place and all that. And he doubled down on it. He said, oh, yes, absolutely. Because when it comes to climate change, it is definitely an existential threat. Here we're talking about just isolated in one region. Climate change has the potential to destroy the entire world. So here we have it right here in Scripture saying these end times that you're going to have these situations taking place. And yet in the midst of that, people are going to be looking at things like the sea and the tides and the sea level and the heat that's coming from the sun and all the different stuff that they're worried about according to climate change and all of this stuff coming. It says here, people will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth. There's a time coming. The powers in heavens will be shaken. Everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, he says, stand and look up for your salvation is near. All right. Now we've got a lot of these scenarios that are set up right now in the world. You know, uh, here, here's a few things that other things that it says in Scripture. For instance, it tells us in the book of Revelation, there's, there's going to be a time when people will, will only be able to get food and different stuff as it's measured out. Now, here in the United States, we're so spoiled and everything, and we're thinking, 
Oh, that's not possible. I've got my money in my bank account. Have you heard, by the way, the big talk that's under the radar right now about changing away from cash to a digital currency? Have you heard about the situations where a lot of the banks are failing, possibly on purpose, so that there's fewer and fewer banks? If things go to a digital currency, even though you have money in the bank, they can control whether or not you have access to that money. And that can be if they deem you to be a threat, if they deem you to not be uh, going along with according to, to what the government is saying, right? We had that just recently. For instance, in the year of 2021, when we had vaccines and then we had vaccine mandates. And then some people would say, well, you know, you, you can only go in certain places or not. A lot of people ended up getting the vaccine that didn't want to get it. And the reason they got it was if they didn't get it, they wouldn't be allowed to work. If they didn't get it, they wouldn't be allowed to go to concerts. They wouldn't be allowed to go on cruises. They wouldn't be allowed to go to the movies. They wouldn't be allowed to go to restaurants. They wouldn't be allowed to do so many of the things um, unless they did these things. Now, I don't know if you thought that this was strange, but how with all the digital technology and all the sophisticated technology you have, why is it that during these vaccine mandates, they allowed you to do something as simple as have a vaccine vaccination card that could so easily be forged, all right? And you're thinking, wow, that's kind of weird that they would do that. How many people do you know, maybe even some of you watching this video, that managed to go to places with vaccine cards that weren't even real, okay? Can we admit that? You just kind of got them online, got them filled out, sent in a photocopy somewhere, that way where you were continued to work all this kind of stuff. Isn't that a perfect excuse now as they allowed that for the end times when we have to take a mark, when you have to take something that's going to be on your body, that's going to be some type of digital code, which the Bible refers to as the mark of the beast, that in order to get your food, in order to get your provisions, in order to be able to be admitted into places, you're going to need to go ahead and take that. It's all set up. The whole They've already done a test run of this. It's already there. And you're not going to be able to get your money. A lot of people are saying, hey, oh, I've got money. I'm good. I can just buy stuff. Not necessarily. These things can change very, very quickly. And if you're watching this in the United States or in some other nation, just like suddenly Israel was invaded, don't think it can't happen exactly where you are and you're watching this video from right now. Verse 29, Jesus says, then he gave them this illustration. Notice the fig tree or any other tree. When the leaves come out, you know without being told that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Now, some people would look at this and say, all right, Jesus, you obviously were wrong. Because you were stating this and you were saying that this generation will not pass until all these things have taken place. This was written about 2,000 years ago. But most scholars believe now, as they take a look at this, that as he's referring to these signs and these signs, these particular later signs are happening, that that particular generation that sees these signs happening will not pass until the time comes when these things come to pass. 
Israel went back as an independent nation in 1973. We're talking about that generation. All right. When were you born? I was born in 1967, just before that. Okay. Some of you were born in 73 or later. What this is saying is, hey, these things are going to happen. This That particular generation is not going to pass away from this earth until these things finally take place. That means that we could be right in the midst of seeing these things starting to happen right now. So for those of you out there that are saying, well, signs have been happening for hundreds of years. Yes, they have. The Bible also tells us that these things are like birth pains, all right? And just like the birth pains of a woman, the closer it gets, the more intense those contractions get and the closer they get together. And we are seeing a dramatic acceleration of all of this stuff happening. And what did it say in this passage? It said, when you see these things happen, it says, look up, for the kingdom of God is near, your redemption draweth near. So this is the message I want to leave you with today. There's so much more that I could have thrown out here, but a lot of you would think I'm so crazy and think I'm just telling you conspiracy theories. But let me tell you this, the Bible and the pages and the things that the Bible is revealing, it's just coming to light all over the place. If you believe, for instance, in the rapture of the church, where God's people that have already believed in him suddenly are just gone, that is the only event really that would need to take place right now to have the voices of reason gone and everyone else rally behind a leader because what else are they talking about right now? UFOs, stuff from out of this world. They will say somebody came from outer space. We've been invaded. They've taken all the children that were under the age of accountability and many of the adults, they're gone. Let's unite as a world against an unseen enemy up in the sky and let's be ready. Everything that we see in the book of Revelation is all set up. It could happen today. So look up because the time is coming. Your redemption draweth nigh. I can't give you a date. I can't give you a time, but I've got to tell you, Jesus told us, take a look when you see these things happening and know that the time is near. My question to you is, if Jesus were to snatch his people out of here today, would you be here or would you be left? Do you know him right now, or would you be left for the chaos that was going to ensue on this earth? i got to tell you that with confidence, I don't plan on being here. I plan on being absent from the body, present with the Lord, and ready to come back with him. But my concern is that time for you, if you don't know him yet, may be running out. Jesus came and died on the cross for you. He came to pay the price for your sins. May you turn from that, and may you turn towards him today and say, Lord, I believe. I believe in your word. I know it's coming. I ask you to save me through faith. I know I can't get to heaven on my own. I need you. And I believe that you are who you said you are and you did everything for me. And I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Don't wait because we don't know that we even have it tonight. Whenever it is that you're watching this video, as extreme as this may sound, I encourage you to take a look in Luke chapter 21 for yourself. See the words that are there that are written in red that Jesus said himself and ask yourself, what if these things are true? If they are, are you ready? I would invite you to go ahead and send some comments. Email me at jgothiersenior at gmail.com or contact me at jgothiersenior on Facebook or Instagram. Be sure to send this to someone else who may also need to hear it 
and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Always a pleasure. God bless you. This has been the Audacious Faith Podcast. We'll see you next time.